Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... Everybody, welcome back to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters. I'm your host, Chris Zappa. I'm glad you're joining me this week for another week in music news, uh, reviews, new releases, history, all kinds of good stuff we've got on the books for today. Hope everybody is doing well out there and that you've all had a really good week. I, uh, I usually have stuff to talk about at the beginning of the show, and I don't really have anything planned to talk about this week. Uh, there's some stuff that's been going on uh, in the news this week. There's some stuff, a lot of stuff that, that has nothing to do with the type of music that I usually cover. I usually don't cover a lot of like pop music, but this past week, a lot of things were coming out about Lizzo. Uh, people are saying that uh, she had a uh, provided a hostile work environment and that there was some uh, allegations of sexual harassment and uh, body shaming and and all sorts of stuff, and that uh, the word on the street is that uh, she's she's not a very nice person. And conversely, word on the street, uh, Taylor Swift is uh, like the best person on earth. We'll get into this later in the show, but she she does a lot of really good stuff behind the scenes on top of being just a genuinely good person and uh, an incredible artist, um, record-breaking artist. Uh, with fans that uh, just absolutely love and adore her and worship the ground she walks on. Uh, they, her fans even create earthquakes that register on the Richter scale at her concerts. Pretty cool. She, uh, I don't want to get, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. But there's this whole story we're going to get into about how she really took care of everyone on her crew that's been working on her Eras tour and uh, some other, some other behind the scenes stuff. She doesn't publicize these, these good things that she does. She does them out of the goodness of her heart, not for publicity, not for praise. But she also, in every city that she's been going to on the Eras tour, she donates a considerable amount of money to local food banks in all of these cities, sometimes to the point where she donates so much that that food bank that she donated to can not only take care of everyone that they take care of for the entire year, but they have enough left over to pass it on to other food banks in the area and, and help them out as well. So just really cool stuff. You know, you cannot help but be a fan of Taylor Swift. And, you know, you may you may say, like, her, her music isn't my thing. It's not for me or whatever. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you're not into uh, amazing songwriting and uh, beautiful lyrics and, and, and melodies and, and great singing and instrumentation and whatever, you know, that's cool. That's cool. I get it. No big deal. You do you. Anyway, we'll talk a lot more about Taylor later in the show. Uh, a lot of other stuff to get to. Uh, real quickly, off the top, I want to say that, uh, once again, I'm selling these really cool Will Work for Vinyl t-shirts in an effort to support Zappagram. If you happen to snag one, it'd be a great way to help support me and the uh, the good work that I believe I do here every week on the podcast and the newsletter. It says Will Work for Vinyl on the front, has Zappagram.com on the back. So that's how you, you could help me spread the good word. If you snag one of those t-shirts, you can go to chrissappa.com, hit the merch link, and that'll take you right 
to it. It's also at the very top of the newsletter if you subscribe to that. You can also snag yourself a paid subscription to Zappagram, zappagram.com. You can do that there. Or if you would like to make a one-time contribution to my efforts here, you can also find a link to do that at chriszappa.com as well. There's a link there to help support independent music journalism. Because I love being here with you guys every week. I love what I do, but uh, but I got to keep the lights on. You know what I mean? Got to keep the lights on. Got to buy diapers and uh, coffee. Got to have a lot of coffee. Every week I kick the show off with a quote from a famous artist. This week I'm going way, way, way back to a, a classical artist that I love uh, very much, Robert Schumann, who once said, to send light into the darkness of men's hearts, such is the duty of the artist. And indeed, that is what music does for us, no? It sends light into the darkness of our hearts. It brings us joy. It helps us through difficult times. Music is the soothing, healing balm we could all use a lot more of these days. Also, every week, I run a poll in the Zappagram newsletter. I call it Rock the Vote. I want you to make your voice heard. I want you to express your opinions. I want to know what you're thinking. Last week, I asked the question, Spotify is raising subscription fees by $1 a month. Do you care? The options were, no, it's only a dollar. Yes, I will cancel my subscription. Or, I don't use Spotify. So, don't care. Doesn't matter. Uh, the overwhelming majority of people said, uh, no, I don't care. It's only a dollar. 54% of you uh, said that. 38% said, I don't use Spotify at all. Only 8% said that, yes, they would cancel their subscription over this price increase. And now I'm curious, if you're going to cancel your Spotify subscription, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to jump ship to Apple Music or YouTube Music or Tidal or Amazon Music? I'd like to know. I'd like to know where you guys plan to go if you're going to say bye-bye to Spotify. But in this week's Rock the Vote poll, I'm asking, do you attend music festivals or are you too old for that shit? Yes, I attend festivals or no, I'm too old for that shit. Be sure to hit up the poll in this week's newsletter. Sound off and let me know if you are still attending festivals or if you're too old for that shit. Now I want to talk for just a minute about our weekly playlist. Every week in the podcast and the newsletter, I include a weekly playlist full of new music, new music that has either just been released, new music that I've just discovered, and sometimes just some old music that I really love and I want to put, uh, I want to, I want to pack it with good tracks, right, uh, for your listening pleasure. I include this uh, playlist on Spotify or Apple Music, so whether you're on one or the other, you can always listen every week. The links for it are in the newsletter. This week we are on episode 68, so we are. On playlist number 68 as well. And I want to talk really quickly about some of the music that's on there. Golden Blue is a band that you need to know about. Uh, my friends Johnny and Ashley Perez are longtime musicians and a married couple who met in Houston, uh, recently found their way back to uh, Ashley's hometown of Nashville. Their self-produced debut album is coming later this year, but they just released a new track, Miss You. Uh, I believe last week on the playlist I had what you need one of their their previously released new track now they've got a brand new track miss you that's out this week and that's first up at the top of the playlist they make really beautiful music i'm a huge fan of theirs and i want you guys to be as well and then i've got a brand new track from noah york do you recognize the last name york tom york this is tom york's son noah and he's making music and man 
really good stuff. You can totally hear that Yorkness in his voice. Uh, there, there's very, very, uh, you know, similar tonal quality to his voice as to his father's voice. So if you're a big fan of Radiohead, you're going to love this too. I, although I would argue that uh, musically, it's not exactly the same as Radiohead, but it's uh, beautiful nonetheless. So be sure to check him out. Normally, the playlist is packed with with brand new music, stuff that's just released. There wasn't a ton of new stuff released this past week uh, that I was super excited about. Uh, so I've put some uh, some some older tracks on here. So there is uh, newish music from Borns, a uh, brand new track from Billie Eilish, who did the, uh, the 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 song for the Barbie movie, and it's really really good. I put some Elliot Smith on here. You can't go wrong with Elliot Smith. Ray LaMontagne has a new single out. Wilco has a new single out from their forthcoming album uh, that's going to be released in a few weeks. I've got some old music from Big Head Todd and the Monsters, a really old track from uh, Christopher Cross from his debut album, track from Middle Kids, Jackie Vinson, Mammoth Wolf and Halen uh, has a brand new album out. I put a track on there, the opening track for his album, really kicks ass, and music from Quarters of Change. All of that is on this week's Zappagram number 68 playlist available on Spotify and Apple Music. As well, I have a master playlist on both platforms that has all of the music from all of the weeks. So that's like 68 weeks of music, you guys, that's on there. It's a really long playlist, but man, it's so jam-packed full of good stuff. You can just put it on, shuffle it, play it straight through, whatever you want to do. I encourage you to check it out. I need you to check it out. I want you to check it out because uh, I'm only bringing you the best of the best. So be sure to give it a listen. And now it's time to dive into this week's music news. Kicking things off at the top of the show, I'm going to talk about a, uh, a news item that is not necessarily music related and everyone in the world knows at this point. But uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, passed away last week at the age of 70. The comedian known for his iconic comedic role as Pee Wee Herman passed away in a statement posted to social media. Rubens had uh, been privately battling cancer for six years, and he died this past Sunday, July the 30th. The statement said, a gifted and prolific talent, he will forever live in the comedy pantheon and in our hearts as a treasured friend and a man of remarkable character and generosity of spirit. Yeah, you know, basically everybody knew and loved Paul Rubens and the Pee Wee Herman character, so that is definitely tragically sad that he was sick and that he's passed away. Speaking of people who passed away, John Gosling, who served as a keyboardist for the Kinks throughout their 70s period, has died at the age of 75. The surviving founding members of the Kinks, brothers Ray and Dave Davies, and drummer Mick Avery, each paid tribute to Gosling, who played keyboards and piano with the band uh, from from 1970 uh, all the way to a span of 10 studio albums uh, in total that he played on with the band. He quit the band in 1978, but he was also among the the members that were inducted into the Rock Hall when they were inducted. So uh, anyway, his cause of death was not released, but uh, he was 75 years old. All right, I said we were going to talk more about Taylor Swift. Later on in the show, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is returning to North America for additional shows in 2024. The U.S. leg of the Eras Tour is uh, wrapping up as we speak, 
with a uh, six-night run in Los Angeles. But the singer has revealed that the sold-out Trek will return to North America in 2024. It was just too damn popular, and uh, she didn't fit all the cities in that she wanted to. So she's about to take the show over to Europe, but she's coming back next year to the States. She's going to be in Miami, New Orleans, Indianapolis, Toronto. So yeah, she's taking the heiress tour to Canada as well. On those North American dates, Gracie Abrams will once again serve as Swift's special guest on those dates. And uh, now you can uh, go to the Ticketmaster Verified Fan Registration uh, thingy, and it's open now for you to go ahead and, I guess, register uh, for verified fan status so that you can uh, purchase tickets or get in the queue to purchase tickets whenever they go on sale, become available. I'm not exactly sure how the whole thing's happened. I, I, I don't I don't have like two grand to drop on concert tickets, so I'm, I'm not sure how they're handling this. But uh, anyway, you can go to the link in the newsletter this week and uh, and check that out if you're interested. Okay, and in further Taylor Swift news, this is going back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, how she's just such a good person in addition to being an incredible artist. She's handed out $55 million in bonuses to the crew that worked on her Eras tour. We're talking uh, truck drivers. There were like 50 truck drivers that were hauling all of her gear all around the country, right? Each of them received a $100,000 bonus. The dancers received $100,000. The riggers, the caterers, everyone who worked on her Eras tour, she gave them a $100,000 bonus. I mean, that, that kind of money is, that's, that's helping a lot of people pay off their debt. It's helping uh, a lot of them put down payments on houses or buy houses. That's a life-changing amount of money for so many people who worked so hard on that crew. And I just think that that's just absolutely incredible. Once again, it's just like, if, you, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan already, how can you not be? I'm always happy when there's something to report about one of my favorite bands of all time, The Replacements. Their beloved major label debut, Tim, a 1985 release, will be expanded into a four CD, one LP box set this summer with a remix, previously unreleased recordings, and a live recording from 1986, recorded a week before their uh, SNL appearance. The rarities include alternate versions, demos, and even a cello version of Can't Hardly Wait. The box set, officially titled Tim, Let It Bleed Edition, comes out September 22nd. Swedish singer-songwriter Jose Gonzalez is known for his pastoral blend of introspective folk and uh, indie pop. He's announced a 20th anniversary deluxe reissue of his 2003 debut album, Veneer. The expanded remastered release will include a bonus disc of 13 songs from his 2003 performance at the Gothenburg Concert Hall in Gothenburg, Sweden. The reissue will be available digitally as well as on double clear vinyl starting October 27th. Gonzalez has also announced a string of live dates and shared an archival video of his Gothenburg Concert Hall show. The veneer reissue will feature a hand-numbered gatefold and a 24-page booklet filled with archival photos, essays, a song-by-song guide from Gonzalez, and more. Uh, For his upcoming live shows, he will play a handful of sets in November, and uh, then he'll pick up things again uh, in 2024, so he's going to be playing all over the place from uh, from one coast to the other. He's even playing in Miami to close out his his uh, shows next year, uh, May the first in Miami. Not a lot of not a lot of artists play down in Miami. If you think about it, it's kind of a pain in the ass for you know touring around the country, and then there's this little dongle that's Florida, right, hanging out down there. 
Uh, so you don't see a lot of shows go down that way. But anyway, he's going to be playing down there, too. You can check all of this out at the link in the newsletter to see if he's coming to a town near you. And tickets will be on sale very soon. As I mentioned earlier when I was talking about music on the playlist this week, Wilco has announced a brand new album titled Cousin. The lead single, Evicted, is out now on streaming platforms everywhere. The album itself, due out September 29th, it was produced by Kate LeBon. This marks the first time since Sky Blue Sky that Wilco has used an outside producer. So I'm a huge Wilco fan. I'm super excited for that September 29th release of the new album. The new single, Evicted, is, like I said, out now, and it's really, really good as well. It's on this week's playlist. Be sure to check it out. They're set to uh, tour Europe and the UK in August, and then the band will be back uh, in the United States states for dates in september and october you can check out the full list of dates at the link in the newsletter in more tour news the band jawbreaker have announced a u.s tour their dates kick off uh, september 12th in phoenix arizona they'll be heading to uh, bumbershoot festival in seattle denver colorado phoenix san antonio dallas austin charlotte cincinnati boston camden new jersey and they're also playing house of blues in orlando florida so another show going down to orlando if there's any floridian jawbreaker fans in the crowd you can also check out that full list of dates at the link in the newsletter a lot of tour news this week. Southern California punk legends Bad Religion will hit the road this fall for a U.S. tour beginning September 27th in Ventura. The 22-date trek includes, uh, let's see, how many dates are we looking at here? Uh, I don't know. There's like uh, 15 or so. The tour coincides with the 30th anniversary of the band's album Recipe for Hate, which spawned such hits as Struck a Nerve and American Jesus. Pre-sale tickets for shows go on sale. Uh, they're on sale right now. Yeah, general on sale. Uh, that, that's on sale right now, too. So there's no pre-sale. It's just on sale. The tickets are on sale. Go get tickets. Guess who else is on tour? Mac Sabbath. Did you say Black Sabbath, Chris? No, I did not. I said Mac Sabbath. Are you aware that they're a thing? They play Black Sabbath, and they're dressed up like McDonald's characters. Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, etc. Yeah, and that's a, it's a whole thing. It's like if Gore were, you know, dressed up like McDonald's characters, and they played Black Sabbath. Anyway, they have announced a fall 2023 U.S. tour with a shitload of dates, actually. Things kick off for them later this month, at the end of this month in Chicago. Things wrap up towards the end of November in Los Angeles with a slew of dates in between. So if you were interested in going to see Max Sabbath, be sure to check the link in the newsletter to find out if they're coming to a city near you. Tickets are on sale for all of those shows right now. Metallica have kicked off their North American leg of their 2023-2024 tour, the M72 World Tour, this past Friday at MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. On this tour, they are joined by fellow legends Pantera and uh, Mammoth Wolf Van Halen. Mammoth WVH, which is Wolfgang Van Halen's band. This tour features Metallica performing two completely unique sets over two nights in each city. Their setup on this tour has the band performing in the round on a circular stage in the middle of the stadium with some fans in the snake pit, which is like the, the center of the circle. It's one time you would want to find yourself in a snake pit. The band will be here in the States on tour through November, so tickets for all of those shows are on sale now and uh, are still available for the most part. Go see about snatching up tickets while you can. As I've mentioned before, I'm, I'm mostly a, a rock and an indie guy, but there have been some pop artists over the last uh, few years that have really reeled me in. Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, Billie Eilish. Speaking of Harry Styles, he's uh, spreading the love to more than just fans who attended his Love on Tour shows 
Following the conclusion of the pop star's impressive two-year run on the road, his team announced that the international trek raised more than $6.5 million for dozens of charities across the globe, benefiting reproductive health, environmentalism, gun safety, and many, many more important causes. The donated proceeds were raised over the course of 173 shows that he performed all over Europe, North America, and Australia, Asia, Latin America, starting back in September of 2021. As of a couple weeks ago, the tour had earned more than 590 million buckaroos, becoming the fourth highest-grossing tour of all time, according to Billboard. Among the charities benefited by Harry's Love on Tour tour, uh, were Planned Parenthood, Choose Love, Physicians for Reproductive Health, Rebuild Foundation, Reverb, Black Voters Matter Fund, the IFA Center, I'm not actually sure what they do, International Rescue Committee, uh, Intermission Youth, Save the Children, Care, Every Town for Gun Safety, several others. So yeah, that's another one of those feel-good stories from an artist who's uh, massively successful but massively contributes back and gives to those who need it the most. And I just mentioned Billie Eilish. Speaking of Billie Eilish, uh, she's gone green for her headlining set at Lollapalooza, which happened uh, a couple of days ago. It's powered by a solar farm. Her performance is powered by a solar farm. The climate-friendly performance is part of the Music Decarbonization Project, co-founded by Eilish in partnership with the environmental nonprofit Reverb. The zero-emissions battery systems partially powering Eilish's set will be charged by a temporary on-site solar farm built on the festival grounds in Chicago. Reverb co-founder Adam Gardner said in a statement, We hope and believe this will be a watershed moment for the music industry. There are real climate solutions available right here, right now. By showcasing this technology with one of the biggest artists in the world on one of the most revered festival stages, we're accelerating the necessary transition toward a decarbonized future for music and beyond. From uh, from now on, anytime an artist or band re-records one of their previous albums, uh, we're gonna we're gonna say they've pulled a Taylor Swift. But Incubus is the latest band to pull a Taylor Swift. They've re-recorded their album Morning View. The new version, dubbed Morning View 23, will be released on October 6th through the band's new label, Virgin Music. What's more, Incubus will support the release by performing Morning View in full during a special concert at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles on October 6th as well. Incubus has just kicked off a summer tour of North America in uh, Ontario. They've got a couple of dates there, then they're coming down into the States. They're going to be all over the country. Tickets for those shows are on sale now. Check the link in the newsletter and find out if Incubus is coming to a town near you. An artist from uh, way back in the day that I'm a massive, massive fan of. But if you mention his name nowadays, I imagine uh, most people of uh, this and probably the last generation are probably like, who? But that is uh, singer-songwriter Dan Fogelberg. Dan Fogelberg's estate has inked a deal with IAG to bring the leader of the band singer to a new generation. When Irving Azoff founded IAG in 2020, he envisioned the company as a conduit to enrich and expand the musical legacies of acts he had long admired like Dean Martin and Nat King Cole, and to burnish the careers of artists contemporaries that he had decades-long associations with like uh, the Beach Boys, Linda Ronstadt, and David Crosby. But with the new partnership with the estate of Dan Fogelberg, Dan Fogelberg passed away uh, from cancer back in 2007. Azoff is drawing on one of the deepest professional and personal relationships of his life. He and 
and the late singer-songwriter dropped out of University of Illinois together in the 70s to move to Los Angeles, moving into a one-bedroom apartment in West Hollywood together, and Azoff was overseeing Dan's career, which was on the rise at the time. So he was huge in the 70s and the 80s with a string of hits and uh, tons of albums that had even greater, deeper cuts that uh, never actually made it as a hit. But now, nearly 16 years after his death, Azoff says it's time to reintroduce the artist to a new generation, saying his catalog and songs stand the test of time, which I completely agree with. So if you've never listened to Dan Fogelberg, go listen to Dan Fogelberg. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make sure to put some of Dan's music on next week's playlist. So stay tuned for that. So that's going to do it for this week in music news, but we've got plenty of other stuff to cover, so stick around. This week in Z-Rex, Zappa's recommendations, it would really help if you're subscribed to the newsletter because you can't see this if you're not subscribed to the newsletter. Go to zappagram.com and sign up today. Every week in Z-Rex, I usually highlight uh, something that has a video component to it, and this week is no different. This week, we get a trailer, a first look at the San Francisco Sounds, a place and time documentary, a two-part series highlighting the rise of such Bay Area acts as the Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Janis Joplin, and Sly and the Family Stone. Looks like it's going to be a tremendous documentary. So be sure to check that out. In this week's new releases, as I mentioned, there was not a lot of recently dropped music this past week that I was super excited about. Normally there's, you know, a good dozen albums or so. This week, album-wise, Depeche Mode put out a new Sounds of the Universe 12-inch singles album, which is mostly uh, remixes, ton of remixes. Mammoth WVH, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen's album Mammoth 2 is out. It is really good. Tin Snake has a new album out called Stimulate. It's the deluxe version. That is also very good. And a new artist that I just discovered uh, called Vinyl Williams has a new album called Eterna out. That is also very good. In addition to that, the singles this week that I mentioned that are out that are really good is the new single Miss You from Golden Blue, the new single Cerebral Key from Noah York, Tom York's son, uh, and that new What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish single. Oh, and the new Wilco single, Evicted. All of those are really good. You should check those out. I've got links, again, in the newsletter for you to listen to them on your streaming platform of choice. In our release radar, that's upcoming releases that are coming over the next 30, 45 days or so, we can expect new music from Liam Gallagher, new live album, new live album from Neil Young, album from The Hives, Aerosmith has a new box set coming out, Cautious Clay, Grace Potter, Gregory Allen Isakov, Hosier, John Batiste, Sonic Youth, Talking Heads, Cindy Wilson of B-52's Granddaddy, His Golden Messenger, Husker Du, The Pretenders, Slow Dive, and Speedy Ortiz. All of that music is coming out between now and September 1st, so a lot to look forward to there. There. We've come to our final segment on this date, musical happenings of historical significance. On this date, August 7th, in 1965, Raul Melo was born lead singer of the Mavericks and uh, his own solo career. That same day in 1980, John Lennon began recording his final album, Double Fantasy, at the Hit Factory in New York City. A lot of things happened on August the 8th. Celebrate the birthday of The Edge from U2, who was born on that date in 1961. Also on that date in 1969, the photo session for the cover of the Beatles' Abbey Road album took place on the crossing outside Abbey Road Studios. 
Uh, August 8th in 1970, Janis Joplin bought a headstone for the grave of her greatest influence, Bessie Smith, at the Mount Lawn Memorial Cemetery in Philadelphia. Smith had died in 1937 after tragically being refused admission to a whites-only hospital. Jesus Christ. And on that same day in 2022, British-born Australian singer, actress, and activist Olivia Newton-John died from cancer at her home in California at the age of 73. August 9th, celebrate the birthday of Whitney Houston, who was born on that day in 1963. On that day in 1980, 10 original Gerald Scarf drawings for Pink Floyd's album The Wall were stolen from the foyer of Earl's Court, London, where they were being exhibited. Man. In 1995, August 9th, 1995, Jerry Garcia died from a heart attack at the Serenity Knowles Rehabilitation Clinic in San Francisco. He was 53 years of age. And August the 9th in 2007, Baltimore's mayor proclaimed this day as the city's official Frank Zappa Day, citing Zappa's musical influence and accomplishments as well as his defense of the First Amendment. Really, really wish he was still around to help us defend the First Amendment. August 10th birthdays include Ronnie Spector and Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, as well as singer-songwriter Julia Fordham was born on that day. Isaac Hayes died at his home in Memphis, Tennessee at the age of 65 on August the 10th of 2008. On August 11th, Joe Jackson celebrates his birthday and Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. Also on that same day in 1979, Led Zeppelin played their last ever show in the U.K., August the 12th, birthdays include the late great Buck Owens was born on that day, Mark Knopfler, and Pat Metheny. Also that day in 1973, the Eagles, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, and the Santa Monica Flyers all appeared at the Corral Club in Topanga, California. That same day in 2009, August 12th, Les Paul died at the age of 94 after suffering from severe pneumonia. Finally, on August the 13th, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Dan Fogelberg, Dan Fogelberg, birthday is August the 13th. He was born on that day in 1951. In 1971, August 13th, John Lennon flew from Heathrow Airport to New York and he never set foot on British soil again. That same day in 1984, masked robbers broke into Todd Rundgren's New York house stealing stereo equipment and paintings after tying the musician up. Man, that must have been scary. That same day in 1994, members from Oasis and The Verve were arrested after smashing it up at a hotel bar and breaking into a church to steal communion wine. Those rascals. And lastly, on that day, August 13th in 2021, singer-songwriter Nancy Griffith passed away at the age of 68. I used to be in a band called uh, Sold Out. Our gig posters looked great, but no one ever came to our shows. I was also in a band called Duvet. We were a cover band. I'll talk more about that some other day. But for now, everybody, I want you guys to have a good week. I want you to take care of each other and be careful out there. It's a mad, 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 crazy-ass world. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Hey, listen to all of the music that I put on this week's playlist, okay? And uh, check out those uh, We'll Work for Vinyl shirts. I think you're really going to dig them. If you have any new music that you think I should check out and maybe feature on the podcast or in the newsletter, you can email me at hey at chriszappa.com. I would love to hear from you. And listen, until next week, I have been your host, Chris Zappa. I will continue to be your host, Chris Zappa. But for now, for now, I'm out of here. 